Kepler-47c, a gas giant planet approximately five times the mass of Earth over 3,000 light years away. It is at least one of a few planets astronomers have observed orbiting a binary star system. But if posts from an anonymous source in 2005 on an email forum including some of the Times leading UFO researchers is to be believed, there is at least one other planet circling two stars and a team of U.S. military scientists were deployed to spend 10 years studying the planet and gather information about the inhabitants. From 2005 to 2016, a person claiming to be a retired official from within the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency began releasing information that detailed the experiences and scientific findings of the 12 brave men and women who participated in this interplanetary endeavor. Of those 12 pioneers, only seven were said to have returned. This case file joined the theorists as they slap on the SPF 200 for double the fun in double the suns discussing Project Serpo. To Alien Theorist Theorizing, Case File 123, Project Serpo. I'm Braden. <laughs> I'm Zell. I'm Dan. And I'm Andrew. Booyah, we made it. A lot of enthusiasm in your voice tonight, Braden. I really feel it. <laughs> Dude, this has been, without a doubt. Without a doubt. The, the lead up to, the setup. And everything in between. The most rage inducing podcast to not like not the material. Material fine. Great. Love it. But this absolutely buddy. everything on a technical level. Man, you today? gotta you, you gotta woo saw a bit and you're gonna Ooh. fucking lose all that hair you just grew back. Relax. <laughs> so mad. Brain's been having like a meltdown for the last like half hour. <laughs> Dude, oh. I love this so much because I'm always having a meltdown, a technical meltdown. So, and so when someone else has a technical meltdown, I get a little joy yeah. inside, just a little bit. Hey, Dude. I have a technical um, meltdown every time I record by myself, and it doesn't bother me one fucking bit. Well, that's, you just learn. You just learn to accept it that it's going to happen it's, every you time. You know what it is? It's the. I think the biggest issue is that I had to do a full studio teardown and then reset up mm. and i didn't have the time to like patiently like just like oh this isn't working okay whatever it was just like we're gonna record in any minute i have to get this working right now and of course it's like nothing wants to work the old quick setup but, little uh segue uh we have a meat draw winner and of course all the meat draw stuff that i normally do with the uh the random name generator stuff doesn't work Wait, you mean so, usually do? You mean the one time? The one time you did it? <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, it did, nothing worked. I had it all set up for easy to do the next month and can't even open them. Can't even open the documents. I like how honest we nothing. are. We could just say nothing bad happened and just do the show as normal, but we got to nope. expel 
All our Everything. So, meet draw winner, Travis Wiggs. Congratulations, Travis Wiggs. Some shit's coming your way. So, if you're, if you're supporting, <laughs> be, excited. be more excited than Brayden. Supporting at $10 or more, you get entered in the meet draw and you win yeah. some exclusive merch and uh, whatever else, other goodies we can chuck in there. Depends how lazy Brayden is, is how much stuff you get. <laughs> Uh, no, no, it no, it doesn't. Just depends. 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 This, uh, this month you'll get uh, probably a nice uh, limited edition sweatshirt. Um, maybe a sticker too. We'll see. I don't even have we'll a sweatshirt yet. yet. You're gonna get Brayden's like broken computer. They smashed into the floor like 13 times. He's <laughs> gonna get, send it to you. Get the shell of the you computer. Just a little vial of tears. You, let me tell you something, brother. If you, if even if your address is hard to spell. You might not get nothing because like, that's how that's how fucking that's thin. how close he is. Yeah, that's how close I am to the edge. You're right on now. thin ice, Travis Weeks. Yeah. yeah, some motherfuckers always be trying to skate it. Oh, you can't oh, even get fuck. that right. Come on, man. Dude, it's been a rough <laughs> two days. It's been rough. So is the is the reason you didn't go to work because of that crazy storm that shut the ferries down? Yeah. So I, but I got to sit in my car. For nine hours. Oh, that's awesome. Waiting for ferries. And then drive home. But did you get an hour paid? And a half. I got, boy, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's paid. way fucking cooler. At least you got paid. So it was, uh, this has been a, like I said, then I got home late. Then I had to work today. Got off work. All right, boo fucking who? Move on. Welcome go. to the life Come of on. indie podcasts. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Where nothing works. All right, Project yeah. Serpo. Who wants to take it away? You know what, guys? I'm feeling it this time. I did a lot of research, and I'm, I'm actually pretty, I'm pretty fucking passionate about this subject. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'd like to take it away. I'm a big Pacino guy. So Go for are it. We in fucking biz- right. Wait, are we in Bizarro World? No, here? here we go. Are you guys ready? I guess yeah. so. <laughs> Run it down. Run it the down. time. 1973. The place. New York City. <laughs> Honest police officer Frank Serpico. Patrolling the streets. You only good cop left in the city. Wait. What? What do you? What do you mean? Wait. Serpico. 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 You know, like Serpico. Pacino. Serpico. Is that what we're talking about? Is this what you did all your research on? Isn't this yes. what we're talking about? <laughs> no. Do we? Uh, do you we tell s- me Project Serpo isn't short for Project Serpico, aka Frank Cer- Serpico, the story of Pacino? Well, I mean, in this version, I, I guess you, it might be. Did I tell you how close to the edge of my rope I am? <laughs> There's some bullshit excuse of, to get out of the doing research for Serpo. I'm sure all of us would have loved to write watch Serpico. It's a fucking great movie. Pacino. All of us would love to sit down and watch Prime Al Pacino in Serpico. Is there ever the not Prime Pacino though? That's what that's my question. I don't know what to say. That, that's a, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Sure. There you go. There is. It's all been Prime. I mean, he was in Devil's Ooh, Advocate. He was good. He's great. It's great. He's sent a woman. Sent of a woman. I watch that movie all the time. It's great. Not denying they're not, I'm not denying they're not good movies. I'm Ooh, just real deni- conspiracy is Al Pacino. Like, how is he never good? How is he never not bad? Exactly. I just saw him once upon a time in Hollywood. Killed it. He was only in the movie for 100%. a short little time. He's amazing. Uh, listen, I'm sure if we critiqued it, we could probably find a couple stinkers. No, not a fucking chance. Dog Day Afternoon, amazing movie. Tony Montana, yeah, but okay. You're- yeah, That's but you can't just movie. name all the good movies he's in. Because he's really only in good movies. movies. This, this classic... Pacino role. He's only in and good this movies. One, Scarface. You ever seen Scarface? Here's my question for you. Great. Can you name a bad Pacino movie? No. You can't. Hmm. You know what? Hmm. I, I, pro- 
I, I will on after. Well, hours. I don't know if after it's hours. a bad Pacino movie. You just probably haven't seen it. Exactly. Yeah, that's probably didn't watch it. No, they don't exist. Fucking bury those. Things. <laughs> anyway, just so- like they buried the details of Project Serpo. <laughs> Serpo. What is the real Project Serpo? Damn. Yeah, well, I'm out. <laughs> Andrew's out. Of the- this is now a three man show. Yeah, delete his feed. <laughs> I gotta get rid of all my cue cards now. Fuck. <laughs> all the notes out the window. Um, according to UFO legend, Project Serpo was a program that was initiated in the 1960s with the general goal of taking Earth people, astronauts, highly trained military astronauts, and we were going to send them to another planet with the help of extraterrestrials. So the story kind of picks up, like, not directly in the 1960s, but it was uh, according to reports or wherever wherever you get this information. Um, this started all with the, the catalyst for this whole thing was the Roswell crash. Now, according to information about Serpo and the information surrounding it, it they would have you believe that um, two crashes occurred to the Roswell, uh, the Roswell crash. It wasn't just one. There was two crafts that actually collided. And one was the one that they found in, uh, in near Roswell, New Mexico. And there was another one that was also nearby and wasn't found until about five years later. So there if was- we, if we just stop there for a second, if we think about that, like, cause we've gone over Roswell, I was like, right away when I was thinking into this, I was like, I was like, it's weird that of all the Roswell stuff, when you're looking into Roswell, doesn't really talk about like a like a crash like this. But then when I'm starting to, I had to like, I kind of have to stretch with this when I look into like uh, other cases and stuff like that, where I was like, okay, it kind of makes sense. You can kind of make sense that it's two crashes. If you think of like Bob Lazar saying they have multiple, multiple crafts and stuff like that excavated craft maybe that's that's the excavation the five years later yeah exactly so that's where i it just this one struck me as weird right away where i was like two crashes of roswell i was like i was like well that just that immediately differs from the narrative of like the roswell case because that was all disinformation brayden it was a weather balloon nothing more or (laughs) or project mogul project mogul which, which is was, a weather balloon, technically. Yeah, was well, that was a radio, like a uh, atomic testing detector right. kind of thing. Yeah, detecting atomic detonations, atmospheric, uh, atmospheric atomic detonations. Honestly. So, so, yeah, that that's what uh, I think when we did our first Roswell case, that seemed like the most plausible in the end. But to actually have two craft go down. One found five years later, and actually, th- that was two the one. Years, sorry, it was two years. Two years later, that and they actually had, isn't wasn't they didn't they have a live specimen? A live the first the first one had the live specimen. Oh, the first one. So had the, live. the first one had a live specimen, and after they recovered the second craft, the second craft was alleged to have they found six decomposed bodies, aliens. right, and uh, aliens, right, and they designated these extraterrestrial biological entities as EBEs, right? So the first one that they, the living one was an EBE, was designated EBE-1. Right. Right. And so EBE is, and that's also, that's also the terminology that Linda Moulton Howe uses, the EBEs. I know she likes to talk about those a lot. 
What, what is that? What is that acronym again? EBE. Yeah, but what does it stand for? Extraterrestrial biological entity. So. Uh, the U.S. government's got their hands on a living extraterrestrial, a living live EBE. And to those who interacted with it, according to these reports. Um, so I also have to say that all the information that we have about Project Serpo was came out in 2005 as a result of a information drop on an email forum. Uh, for UFO uh, researchers, right? Uh, from an anonymous source who, to this day, <laughs> Hip Hop Anonymous remains Hip Hop Anonymous. Never actually came forward. I like how no. we know this is- definitively this time that it's definitely not that fucking Carlos prick from the Philadelphia Project because you can understand what he's trying to say, and it all makes sense. It's not written in pencil crayon. <laughs> it's it's nice. It's good. I appreciate it. It's a better better leak. It's also I never mind. Well, totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> he's still just, stressing. I had, I, had still an, stressing. I, I was like, he's I had a, a thought train there, and just like fast came. It's a, it's a rage oh. mind wipe. Like just <laughs> all you can see is the white hot rage. Serenity now. Serenity now. Serenity, now. <laughs> Serenity okay. later. Um, so they've got their hands on the EBE one now. According to the information from these uh, leaks on this email forum, right, which allegedly there are about like 36, I believe, this entity could not communicate in English, right? And, and, it, and it, it, the way that it did communicate was it would communicate in some sort of like tonal language. So you're kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than likely accurate, 100% accurate, pretty sure. And they're like, is it in pain? I don't. Ah. They're like, ah. it's not so bad. Just keep screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, although it, they couldn't communicate in its language, this EBE apparently was able to quickly learn English and learn to communicate with its keepers, its handlers. Uh, who I believe were from the air, mostly were from the Air Force. What did they give and, him like a dictionary, or how do you learn it? Well, there's there's different report. Like, hey, when I was looking into it, there's different. There's like, I think this story's gone through a little bit of telephone. You're gonna see, we're gonna see this later, and this is one of the points now. Every now and then, I'd read that they came up with some device. It didn't. This EBE didn't have vocal cords. So they came up with a device that allowed it to speak. Some like, whatever, one of those little robotic things. I don't know. Oh, but, like, uh, that, like the robot in Rick, or the alien in Rick and Morty's in the basement? Yeah. and uh, But that doesn't make any sense. Because then they're like, later on, they're like, well, it's so smart. It can learn. I was like, well, why wouldn't like you could you could teach it sign language? Like there's no, we don't have any device now for people that. Like don't have vocal cords. We have like we have that you can stimulate them and stuff. Uh, but it would make more sense to show them written language or like use mathematics to like to talk. So I'm like, this is one of those ones where it ranges widely of like, oh, all of a sudden we just taught it English. He's so smart, he knew. But I'm like, it would make like we could if it would make more sense if you could teach like rudimentary sign language or something like that. I mean, the thing like, was smart enough to fucking get 
the planet Earth. I don't think it's that far fetched to assume that it's yeah. Like well, we don't so- know that he was the only surviving member. He could have been the stupid one of the bunch. We don't know. Yeah. He, he, could have he, been the, he could have been the ship janitor. Yeah, he was just the the wrench turner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was a ship he laborer. Maester Daniel, Maester Dan of the Navy, of Alien <laughs> Navy. <laughs> no, but Dan was smart though. That's what I'm saying. He was just like, trapped in the basement. Yeah, I don't know if you're it, down there. I don't know. You're not gonna you're gonna send your fucking like badass adventurer. You're not gonna send some. No, I, I agree with that. I think if you're sending people like if they came to Earth, like how how would they have found Earth? Was it like did they find it from signals that we had sent out years earlier, or it doesn't say no clue. There's I'm, there's no clue. Like everything everything that you kind of read about this says this like doesn't even really say how it they crash. Obviously, someone was fucking around if they crashed into each other. Okay, so we got we got Paul from that movie, the alien Paul. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen? Yeah. Seth Rogen. We got Paul. He learns English. Let's just, he don't, we don't know how he learns yeah. it either. That we give him like if he's spe- if he's speaking a tonal language, maybe he can just kind Listen, of pick, he kind of just picks up on ours by listening. We didn't give this fucking guy anything. He figured it out on his own. He's guys We're fucking apes to this guy. We don't know shit. Maybe well, he just it, it, he just pulled it out of part our brain. It does probably. matter though. Because later on in the story, what how, like how this guy figures it out definitely comes into play later on. So it's it's one of those things where it's like it's you get there's so much like varying information about like well he he couldn't talk okay no vocal cords so they gave play- him some t- we made up some technology for him to learn it he just figured it out on his yeah. own it just go there's such a wide range that technology was called Pictionary man that's how they figured <laughs> that shit all out hundred percent great game <laughs> oh no that's uh, charades. Yeah. He's drawing it. Because he doesn't know how many words there is. He doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so what, he, he learns English. The little whiteboards. Oh. So they play Pictionary. They play Pictionary. He He's learns going, English. And right. then. So they played Pictionary for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> he taught him guy. everything. Uh, and so in the time that they were playing Pictionary, apparently they were able to learn that this EBE was from a planet called Serpo which was about 40 light years away in the Zeta Reticuli system. And for all Mm. those playing at home, the Zeta Reticuli system is also referenced in the, um, the very first alien abduction case of Betty and Barney Hill. And that's the, that points to, doesn't that point to the grays from that system as well? Right. That's generally in UFO lore, the grays or the Zeta reticulans are the ones with the the big heads and the large dark eyes. Um, That's usually what you find. A lot of people like if you Google Zeta reticulan, it's probably going to look like that. But now this guy, he wasn't that from all accounts, right? From the story. He wasn't a gray. Was he? Um, it doesn't like, really. He calls they, he calls his people the Ebens. Yeah, but we but he, how convenient is that that we name him E B E and he's like, well, isn't that a goddamn coincidence? Maybe because we're called the Ebens. I think we just call them the Ebens. Like we don't. I don't. I'm not sure they have like the, if they did have a name, right? Because they speak a tonal language, which we're ne- which the keepers were never. None of the people were able to decipher speak or understand like we wouldn't be able to say their name be like oh my name the name for my people in your language or would be something like like you know whatever like dial up internet it's like you got you get the you get the exchange (laughs) students from china in college and their name is like 14 syllables long and they're like my name's paul 
Just right. call me Paul. Paul, call okay. me Paul. That's easy for me, but Ruby. So we call them Ebens. We call you EBs. And you can call us Ebens. That's fine. Call them the Ebens. They're from the Zeta Reticuli system. And I guess after this, he, this EBE1 salvaged from the craft like a communications device where he tried to communicate with his home world unsuccessfully. Right. He tried six times and all six times the communication systems failed. And then so in 1952, Mr. Eben, EBE1, uh, passed away, uh, never making contact, never, E.T. was never able to call home. It was funny because when I was looking into it, it the, a lot of the reports said like he couldn't process meat. Like if he ate meat, he would get sick. It right. would do something to his digestive system. So he basically lived off like um, some vegetables, cheese, um, stuff like that that he could eat. And I was like, man, that's just like Zell. <laughs> I, no, I, that's it's opposite. all lining up. That's opposite. Yeah. I can't eat cheese, but I could eat meat. Oh, like okay. meat? Oh. Uh, you mean blood? Because exactly. Just say, we came to this conclusion yeah, last. Time, like, I last forgot. Episode. I forgot. I've been recently dubbed a vampire. Look how. Look at my skin. This got a good tone to it today. Oh, buddy, you're looking like Nosferatu yeah, himself. You know why it's got a good tone to it? Because it's it. minus twenty five, and I went somebody. for a long walk with my dog, and I got mild frostbite. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's all the blood it's rushing back. Just blood trying to come back and save my skin on my face from falling off. It's, but and this like this, is, so like by all accounts, like a lot of the stuff here was making him sick. Um, he, you know, when we get into his anatomy, you know, didn't have a lot of the filtering organs that we do. Kidneys, uh, bladder, liver was missing. He had like this weird uh, heart lung combo. Like a two for one kind of deal, a little twofer. So, uh, having a lot of medical difficulties, and he crash landed. So I'm sure he was a little fucked up from that. But probably had a little because melon so, rattled a bit on the way down. I'm sure. So dies in '52, Dan. Yes. Okay. So 1952. So now uh, the scientists pretty much had no way to figure out how to make contact. I, I mean. This guy had been doing all the work for them. All the EB1 had been working, had been doing all the work with our communication system. So now I, the story comes around to the scientists actually figuring out a way to work the communication system so they actually managed to contact the home planet of Serpo. And which is like, to me, it kind of seems weird because I'm like, okay, so you guys, so that the, the alien who has worked with this and is familiar with the technology probably worked with it all of his life. Couldn't do it six times, but then some human scientists figured it out and they got it to work. Well, so yeah, if he was found, so I guess he had 47 was Roswell found. So he was alive for three, five years working on this. Yes. And he couldn't get it to work. It didn't say he couldn't get it to work. He couldn't get a response. So it was unsuccessful. Yeah. And whatever that means. How long maybe it takes that long for the message to get out though, maybe. I don't know. Well, if it here's the th here's where the first discrepancy I read in the story is it's 40 light years to their home system. So unless they had some type of like subspace communications accelerator set up on the way Ansible. back, like how, how like that signal wouldn't have got there anyway. But we don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they had maybe they're using some type of like orbiting satellite of Earth. 
to some said signals through subspace quicker than light speed. I don't know. They send the message to some quantum dimension teleporter so it goes back in time, so it takes less time to get to where it needs to be. I don't know. That would fit in there. It loops back 37 years, so it only actually takes three years in our time. Yeah, they they use time differently there, so their perception of time is different, so it's actually shorter. I don't know. So they get a message. They get a message back from Serpo. Well, they no longer have EBE-1 to translate it. So now they're stuck. They're bringing in master linguistics uh, to look it over, try to figure if they can decipher it from what they have from EBE-1. They're fucking having an epic struggle. So they decide, listen, these guys are way smarter than us. We're not even going to try to send a message back in their language. We're just going to send a message in English because our primitive ape language is going to be way easier for them to figure out faster than we're going to figure out their language. Well, of so course. they do just that. And bingo, these aliens decipher our message and they start sending us messages in broken English, which I thought was funny. Uh, they're like, I was like, they learned it, but not well enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a, I, I would have to say like, you know, exolinguistics or something would be really interesting. If you've ever seen the movie uh, Arrival, like that's a great, that's a great movie kind of describing or kind of yeah. theorizing about like the, the difference in how, how language develops and how it defines the reality around you. So learning an entire language, especially like it, you know, in reference to like how they interact with their universe. Cause there's a whole bunch of stuff later in the story where it's like, they're, they're, their entire, their entire world is different. The entire way that they see the universe is different. So how would their, how would they even possibly be able to communicate, communicate you know, and, and within a couple of years, like it's, that's, that's something quick. But yeah. Pretty quick. <laughs> so what do they start sending us? Uh, I can't. You up? Right? <laughs> it's just like just like just uh, uh fucking eggplant emojis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just send. They just send gifts. <laughs> they, they communicate through they memes. From. That's where memes come from. It's from them. Uh, we'd have a way easier. That was the original meme of. <laughs> Yeah, and we'd have a way easier time of communicating in memes now with alien civilizations. I'd like to see that happen. That would be really good. Yeah, That'd be a good science fiction. <laughs> it would be good. From all uh, account, from all accounts so, that I could come across, that the communication, all it says was over the next nine years, they established that a exchange program will take place. It doesn't mm-hmm. really say the con like. The discourse of the conversation leading up that all of a sudden it's just like, all right, let's do a little, uh, little swapsies. Right. And so pretty much the people running the show, uh, according to the source from this email forum, um, is that it was the U S air force running the show. And so they decided to go ahead and pick, um, career military, single, no children, and preferably orphans 
uh, for their with with multiple special skills uh, for this expedition. Right. And after months of doing it, they narrowed it down to about 12 candidates. Right. So So they had the 12 final candidates. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold up, hold up, hold up. So you're telling me they're like forming like a fucking team? Yeah. So like a super team. A super team. Yes. So you need a leader of a super team, right? Every super team needs a leader. Okay. With you. I can kind of see how that goes in my head. You know what I mean? Like, get two government officials sitting in like a fucking dark room, sitting around a table. (laughs) We've only got one man for the job. He's a country's only hope. Lance Kincaid. (laughs) God damn it. Lance Kincaid died six years ago, saving Earth from the nuclear holocaust. That's what they want you to think. Lance Kincaid is living off a rote, remote island off the coast of Malaysia. He runs a daycare for tiger sharks. God damn it, Jim. He's a loose cannon. God damn it, Jim. He's a country's only hope. God, God damn it, Jim. He got his whole crew killed. God damn it, Jim. They were expendable. Jim, he's goddamn reckless. He's a goddamn national hero, Jim. God damn, Jim, he fucked your wife. God damn, Jim, he fucked your wife too. God damn it, Jim. Your son calls him dad. God damn it, Jim, we got no other options. God damn it, Jim, we got one other option. What's that, Jim? God damn it, get Lance Kincaid on the line. I'll call him right now. (laughs) Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. Whoever the hell this is, lose this number. Lance, it's Colonel Jim Jimerson. We got a job for you. I'm retired, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Lance, you son of a bitch. Your country needs you. <laughs> what have my country ever done for me, you son of a bitch? Lance, goddammit, you son of a bitch. Your planet needs you. Fuck my planet, you son of a bitch. Lance, you son of a bitch, you do it for Carol. Don't you goddamn say her name, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch, she would want you to do it. Fine. I get to pick the crew. You son of a bitch, you got a deal. You son of a bitch, I'm in. And scene. (laughs) <laughs> that is 100% what happened I guarantee What the it. fuck did that come from? That was, was a fly that on the wall for that conversation That's exactly what happened <laughs> You 100% verified Exactly That's Project Serpo and Dude what, I was, I was yeah. just about to start doing some fucking Foley work <laughs> <laughs> That was good That was the fuck was that from? <laughs> Nowhere. I fucking texted Braden today. I was like, I got an idea. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm gonna go. This was the premise of what he said. He said, when Dan says something about the twelve, I'm gonna make a joke about Lance Kincaid, and then let's have a little back and forth that we're two army generals. And I said, okay, <laughs> both named Jim. <laughs> both named Jim. Yeah. Well, I called him. I was like, I was God like, as soon it, as Jim. as soon Jim, as they Jim mentioned this Galactic Twelve, I'm like, all I can think about is fucking Armageddon. 
And just like a yeah. massive like montage of all these random different oil triggers and their fucking different <laughs> skill sets. And I'm like, it's all I can think of. I can't get out of my head. So they uh, they put together this crack. They team. call it the Gala- crack team, the Galactic Twelve. The Galactic Twelve, uh, consisting of eleven men. Or well, it was supposed to be ten men and two women, but according to some reports it's it was only it was actually 12 men but they're not really sure um you know it, it again the story kind of changes there's there's been kind of revisions and stuff that have gone through it but what we do know is that there were 12 humans it, you know what that would be it would be tough if you sent 10 men and only two females on a cosmic voyage for years and years Especially in like 1960, the the pool would be pretty small because like uh, in the army at the time, like was women, like they said they had to be career military. Like the like women had only been in the military for like 20 years, really, like doing stuff. And there was at the time like 1960, I think there was like 150,000 women, and most of like like 80 percent of them were doing clerical work. Yeah, but you got to understand here, like you got it, like it's. it's th- the other 11 are completely fucking irrelevant. The only one that matters is Lance Kincaid. Yeah. He holds the right. team together. That's it. He's the glue. Designated the wild 103. <laughs> so once they've selected their candidates, their Galactic 12, these Galactic 12 were wiped from the public record or sheep dipped, which was the term. All sheep identification. Dipped. I had to Google that after I read sheep it. Sheep like, dipped. I've never heard that, that term for scrubbing it's like on men in black where they where you touch that orb and it burns your fingerprints off well here's another glaring issue that i had is that half the reports actually most of the reports say they were labeled mia then they deleted all their social insurance they deleted everything afterwards i was like why not just leave them mia they're gone they're gone we don't know where they're missing in action yeah if you let presumed dead like so, you why know, have to go through the next step of like, we did it. We they, like obviously people knew them, like you know what I mean. So to be like, well, they never existed. Just say they're MIA. Everyone knew they're military. Yeah. They were in operation. They're MIA. They're presumed dead. Boom, easy, way easier. That to me seems way easier than fucking sheep dipping people. Maybe <laughs> well, if you don't, maybe if you don't sheep dip, someone's still looking for you. I don't know. Sheep, uh, they would be looking. Probably just someone who is looking for you would be looking for you anyways. They'd be like, "Well, I know this motherfucker existed. I don't care what you say." It's just fun I'm to say. Pretty sheep dip. sure sheep, the yeah. number of women gone MIA from military service is relatively low. So if you may, yeah, Brayden has. I think Brayden makes a good point because it's like it wouldn't be so much like you know MIA would make it look like you know it's that they're gone. That the, that the absence of them being there would be more noticeable than them actually just being like they died <laughs> or something. Right. Like if you got a call right now, Dan, and you went into the Navy because you were going to go on, you were going to be, you were going to be the next Lanskin Cade on uh, Serpo 2. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> Serpo 2, electric boogaloo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, Dan's MIA. You know, we'd be like, where's Dan? And they're like, Dan's MIA. And then like a little while later, they're like, Dan who? (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, Dan, we know him. He existed. And they're like, nope. The man has a theme song 
after his yeah. own name. We know Based he's alive. To Daniel, they're like, nope. I don't know that. <laughs> they're song. like, you should, you should re-listen. And we re-listen. It's just empty air. Maester. They scrub everything. All the podcasts. Yeah, it's just like blank air, like where my voice is. It's just like nothing. <laughs> I'm Braden. I'm Zell. I'm I'm Andrew. <laughs> 55 minutes of the 60-minute pod silent. <laughs> this show is amazing. This show is great. Okay, so they pick their team, whether it's 10 men, 2 females, or 11 or 12 males, whatever. They have twelve, a team of 12, the Cosmic 12. When when is the when's the exchange? When is the final? When's the exchange? When does it happen? It was originally scheduled for 1964, right? Um, but due to unknown circumstances, uh, when they arrived here, um, they said they arrived at Holloman Air Force Base on April 24th, 1964, as planned. But something happened, and the the EBEs had to reschedule and they said for some reason the exchange got postponed and the evens wanted had to come back in 1965 to pick up the passengers you guys traveled all this way yeah well it makes oh we gotta go do something real quick like we'll be back it's my mom's birthday it's my mom's birthday i gotta go no they probably did more sense to me they probably did a fucking drive to- by and seen how shady we are, and they're like, "Let's get the fuck out of here." It makes more sense to me that this this is one of those times where the story kind of gets telephoned, and I imagine that let's say let's say we're gonna believe factual this this event happened. I believe that this is one of the aspects that would be wrong. I believe that they thought it was a date and a place, and no one came. That was the issue. Because when I was like looking into it stuff, one of the th- one of the things I read is like it would be really hard to tell another species about a place and a time when their like their references of time and everything is completely fucking different. Yeah. So for them to even for you to even line up a day, you'd be like, how like the stars would have to fucking align for you both to be. Like well, on the same fucking page. No, because at this point, now they know our language. So if you know our language, you must be able to know our calendar. It only makes sense. It's sh- like it shouldn't be. You don't think it'd be that cr- that much of a stretch to be like, all right, this is our calendar. This is our time. Well, like they they know what well, what our words mean, but days are longer and shit. Would exactly, make sense. like, like our, their concept like, of time is, is completely different backwards. than ours. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're that smart, you can traverse the galaxy. You can learn our language, and you can't learn how our time works here. Okay, like no, our, no, no, no. Our, cal- our agenda. You can't figure out the 24 hour. I don't blame agenda. the. I don't blame the Evans. I don't blame the Evans on this one. No, I blame I the. Said, I'm, I'm guessing we fucked it up. We fucked. We were like, we were discussing dates and times, and we're like, yeah, yeah, this one. And they, it was like, no, no, that was not what we meant. Did we like, fuck, oh, fuck up, or did the yeah. Looney Tunes guy that wrote the story up in his fucking parents' bedroom fuck up? <laughs> this is a good story. I like it. It's great. I, I'm buying it. It's good. Pretty sure I saw Spielberg do a movie about it. But it's a very you know. similar. He probably took his inspiration from from this. Well, we, story. let's get it. We'll get into that. Let's get into that at the end. But so right now. They now they're like, oh, whoops, whatever happened, we had to go. Well, we can't, oh, we can't take him right now. Like, 
you know, we got some other species that we're going to exchange with. This is awkward. We'll come back, pick you guys up later. So they set up a new date and time. What happens there? So they come back in July of 1965 and they picked him up. And apparently one even actually stayed behind on Earth. So like, we got our exchange going on. So the one we get at a 12 for one exchange. Yes. And there was a Bargain. there's a list of like not only did we they we send 12 people, but we sent a shitload of equipment and guns and like ridiculous things allegedly. Well, it's the most American From, thing to do, is it not? Well, there the Jeeps, plan, motorcycles. The was, yeah, the plan was to send them for 10 years. So they were they were scheduled to be there. They planned to be on the Eben planet for 10 years. So they sent Yeah. I, I don't know. Actually, like the the reports kind of differed in some parts. Some parts it says like 40 tons and then some places it says 400 tons. Not 100% sure. I, I read it is. I read 40 40 tons is a lot. 400 yeah. tons would be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but if so. they can harness anti-gravity. So. I just need this the this the amount of space that would take. Like how big is the ship? Yeah. I guess it doesn't really say. We don't really know how big their ship is. It could have been a no, fucking what? mothership. Could have been like, like the these... I think there was something they said it looked like the one from Independence Day. Okay. Pretty sure. Big ship. Not no that big. No, 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 shit. not that big. It looked oh. like that. Like it just oh, looked like that. So, <laughs> blew uh, into the atmosphere. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the reporters, one of the investigators on this project Serpo, after it came out, uh, he said that he had talked to someone who had been involved in the project and they'd been involved in one of the meetings of when the they landed and had actually had photographs of these craft. And they said that one of the craft resembled one of the things from, you know, from from you know Independence Day. I want to say ID four, but right. <laughs> So it, there, there were probably, if there was a mothership, it would, the mothership wanted to come into atmosphere. They would have yeah. sent down like a boarding craft or something. Right. It, not a huge one. Not like one of the really big like city smashers, but it was probably like a smaller one. It just looked that. that right. Like that. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, okay, so your, your plan is to go to another planet for 10 years with a species that's mastered space travel using anti-gravity. And you're going to bring fucking combustion engines with... Like limited fuel with you as your. I didn't. Like, okay, no, didn't, no, it's all good. We got our own. We got our own ride. Did they actually bring that? I didn't. Re- I just thought. I thought they bring like fucking. I heard. I read suicide pills. Yeah. Forty-five Colt revolvers yep. and M2 carbines. Mm-hmm. So for guns, but I didn't. Re- I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything about them bringing motorcycles and shit. I had a, G- a two jeeps and a motorcycle. Well, I guess if you, you got to get around, you got to get around. But I was like, you know how useless a motorcycle is? Like on anywhere that's not like a nice road. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, not, it didn't say dirt bikes. There's motorcycles. Yeah. So to me, and I'm I'd like, also to, yeah. Then you also have to think there's so many questions like, okay, so then you have to bring gas, but then you're, you're thinking about, you have to map an entire planet or is that your goal? You're going to map an entire planet. So what are you going to lug these? You lug these motorcycles around. You're gonna need a, enough gas to get them around an entire planet. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but anything you would need, they would have. They're far more advanced. Well, they wouldn't. Right. Yeah, but they, yeah, they wouldn't they would have, have. They wouldn't have fossil transport. fuels, probably. Yeah, they'd have their own transportation. Like, it's just yeah, that's weird that they. And they brought a lot of guns. Like, I was like, I was like, it would make more sense to me to be like, okay, why not just? 
a gun each. And lots of ammo, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they're bringing this stuff to be like, hey, check it out. Merrick's cool. You guys want to shoot some guns? You want to go for a rip on a fucking oh, yeah. motorcycle? Yeah, maybe this is a species. Yeah. Hacking darts? Yeah. This is, a, <laughs> this is a species that never developed anything, like any negative, tech, like no killing technology. So like guns and all that stuff is like Wait, magic right, to no. them. They had the, the, from the from the from the story. Um, it said that they had an intergalactic. They had like an interplanetary war with another race at some point. Oh yeah, with particle cannons. Yeah, they had like particle beams. So it was, you can't tell me that they didn't have any. Well, maybe no killing weapons. Okay, but maybe they didn't have projectile. They had beam rifle technology, but they didn't have. Projectile thing. Maybe they had, didn't have gunpowder. Maybe they didn't have like that explosive. Maybe like it's that. like just cute. Maybe it's just yeah, cute. But to then see, they'd like, be like, look at this. <laughs> like, look these why little things. Would why would you put all that, all that energy into that bullet when you could just shoot a laser beam? Yeah. <laughs> Either way. <sighs> Either way. Uh, so, yeah. Apparently, also, this race hasn't mastered space travel because it took 10 months for the galactic 12 to reach their destination well that's pretty good 10 months to do 40 light years i'd say that's pretty damn good (laughs) so there's a lot of there's been a lot of discussion and comments about how that kind of works out so no nobody's really sure because none of the none of the galactic 12 were astrophysicists and they didn't have the really at that time they didn't have the the no the knowledge of like how really space kind of works and all the kind of stuff, information that we're getting now. Right. So some people kind of theorize that it's like, Oh, maybe it was a system of wormholes. Like uh, they took one wormhole, but then you still have to like go, you have to transit from that wormhole through regular space till you get to the next wormhole. So it was kind of like that. So that would make more sense for 10 months of travel. Yeah. So it wasn't like they, they just warped to where they needed to go. They had to travel for some point, but no one's really sure about how they did it because I mean, they couldn't really see, I don't think they could really see outside the spaceship. And even if the, I think the Evans tried to explain how they travel in space, but the, the galactic 12 were never really able to comprehend it because it was, they don't work physics the same we do. Right. Apparently. So we, so (laughs) we got these 12, we got the cosmic 12, They've been scrubbed of their names. Galactic. And I, Galactic 12. My bad. Jesus. <laughs> They've been scrubbed of their names of identity. They've been assigned now three-digit numbers as their names. On this ten on the 10-month journey, one member dies. So goes the story. Right. Pulmonary embolism was apparently his cause of death, and the Ebens took the body away. What exactly is... So pulmonary... Blood got, clot. That's like, like a heart attack kind of thing? It's a blood clot. So pulmonary is, is that lung or? Yeah. That's lung. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Cause they, uh, a lot of, according to the commander's journal that he kept on his, on their journey, um, when the, when the galactic 12 boarded their craft, like the, the atmosphere and what they were breathing, I don't think it was exactly the same composition as we breathe because it wouldn't be. There's no, like not exactly zero chance. There's like point zero one percent chance that it's going to be the same thing we do. So there was a lot of talk of like dizziness, fainting, um, you know, 
maybe just like a little shortness of breath, those kinds of things. So they weren't able to. So it's a very good chance. Like, yeah, if you were kind of doing that, there would have some kind of negative effect on, you know, on the human physiology. Would make sense. Right. So they lose one before they even get to the planet. Sucks to be that guy. They lose one. <laughs> now let's bring it. They, they arrive at Serpo. Oh, right. Right. That the humans are calling Serpo. Right. So here's the here's the description that the that the anonymous source gave that he uh, cited coming from the commander's dis, the commander's journal. We see the planet for the first time. We walk down the ramp. Large number of Ebens waiting for us. We see a large Eben, largest one we have seen yet. I guess this guy is the leader. About one foot taller than the others. <laughs> the leader tells us we are welcome to the planet. We are led to an open arena looks like a parade field the ground is dirt look up i see blue skies the sky is very clear we see two suns one brighter than the other the landscape looks like a desert arizona or new mexico tatooine no vegetation tatooine <laughs> most icely the, <laughs> uh, the largest hive of scum and villainy one brighter than the other the landscape look oh sorry uh no vegetation that we could see there are rolling hills but nothing but dirt the brightness is almost too much for our eyes without sunglasses what a planet what a desert like planet what a yeah. dump what a fucking dump <laughs> and then when he's talking about the, the they're all just kicking rocks. Ah, if you are the leader, you must be the tallest. And I'm like Invader Zim. That's all I'm thinking about. The tallest. <laughs> the your your status in society is determined by your height. Son height of a bitch. <laughs> so, fuck this planet. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> this planet's bullshit. Peasant. How dare you talk when the tallers are talking? This is the part of the story where they lead them into an arena. And lock them in there, and then they're fighting other aliens. Welcome that to the Thunderdome, bitches. <laughs> yeah, they brought from other planets. Now just a fucking battle royale. And he's like, "This is why we brought Lance Kincaid." <laughs> <laughs> you must fight for your planet's honor. My favorite part about this is like one of the first things they did when they went out exploring, and they're like, "Oh, look." We're going to call this area Little Montana or something like that. And it's just like, is there anything more fucking American than to set foot on a brand new planet, be there for 20 minutes, and already start colonizing it? <laughs> like, fuck. This sake. is new New York. <laughs> I liked when they're like, they're like, there was nothing really for them to eat, and the Ebens seem to eat like a paper substance that they make. Basically, they eat paper, and it tastes like paper. Mm, it tastes and, like paper. So and it made all the humans paper. nauseous. All right. So they get yeah. they get on this planet. They eat paper. They eat some paper. It the temperature sucks. is it's hot. It's 170 degrees. I'm assuming that's right. Fahrenheit or everyone would be dead. Yeah. Um, and so at this time, so the, the guy th number 308 had died on the ship and his body has been taken f for scientific experiments is what Weakest they're told. link. Right. That's what we're told. So at some point, the commander said that he requested to see the body of is their companion. And when they were took to go see um, this other their companion who is designated three zero eight, the Ebens 
were happy to take them to go see them and, and kind of what they had done with the body since apparently it was an honor for them to work with a specimen like 308 or like another, you know, from another planet. I guess. I mean, it would be. It I would guess, be for sure. If you're like a yeah. scientist and like you get this, maybe it might be their first alien entity for them right. or the alien. Like, and so these these doctors apparently told the commander that they had used 308's body in order to create cloned human beings. So now when you say commander, you mean Lance Kincaid. Lance Kincaid. <laughs> Thank you. I the can't say Lance Kincaid because his name has been sheep he's been sheep dipped. Yeah, he is now three oh wait. No. What's what number is Lance they Kincaid? They were I Lance Kincaid was number probably one. number, number one oh two. Sorry, one oh two. One oh two. So now in this like this this laboratory that all this stuff was going on and apparently really disturbed the commander. Um he said that uh they saw a lot of other strange things going on there. He said that he saw like um, just experiments being done in there that they couldn't really understand what was going on. They saw kind of like half. I, I imagine it was like uh, alien resurrection with the Ripley's <laughs> spoiler. I feel like, and it's like, me. you know, it's like all kinds of weird stuff going on. Would there. you be like, would you act like what could be in there that would surprise you? You're on a fucking alien planet and they're like a laboratory where they're dissecting human body. Like I feel like everything in there should be really fucking weird. Well, it would be really weird, but uh, you know, apparently the commander had, was it uh, had the understanding that, we were going to authorize anything that the Ebens did with the human bodies or our remains or things like that. So apparently it was a very tense situation. And the, uh, they're like the leaders like, but I'm the tallest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the tallest. Look at me. I'm the tallest now. Yeah. Cut his friend up. <laughs> so yeah, it is. Uh, they said they had to, couple of the astronauts had to calm them everybody down and you know take a step back and really to avoid a major escalation of the incident so now they couldn't really comprehend what was going on in that lab but apparently the commander is quoted as saying i saw the dark side of this civilization right he saw a bunch of them kind of he saw what even even not just human bodies they said there no. were other bodies that were strange looking and they were either being grown or maintained in tubs dude these so. these ebens are sinister they're coming here coming to earth making a little peace tree a little exchange here just give us 12 year people 12 year people all we need 12 for one 12 for one then take us back they take our genetic code they make some hybrids Next thing you know, we got these. They're infiltrating our governments. They're taking over the planet from within, and there's nothing we can do about it. If we had the technology, we'd be doing the exact same fucking, fucking shit. Fucking rights we would. As so soon hard. as Mr. Eben One died, our buddy, our pal, who's given us all this technology, we chopped that motherfucker up. They sliced him right oh. up. Yeah, he was For still warm. Sure. He was still fucking warm. They they sent these what Galactic 12 or whatever the fuck they're called with special like anti-alien spray that they used and they tested on this fucking guy that was here helping us out giving us technology 
We designed weapons. His message back home, the reason why they didn't call back, it was probably like, all hope is lost. I'm caught. Do not come. Yeah. I'm being tortured. Yeah, these fucking apes they're are terrible. Feeding me, they're feeding me living animals, <laughs> living creatures, force feeding me. Oh, so uh, they gathered a lot of information on this thing because they were there for 10 years. Well, I read, yeah, we read Actually, 10 years, but then the time difference, they said maybe it was like, what, 12 or 13, maybe right. Earth, they Earth said years or something. Yeah, they, they said it's 36 some point, hour days or 42 hour days or something. Yeah, as, apparently at some point, the, the all the timekeeping devices that the, the team had brought stopped working at some point. They forgot to bring and, extra batteries in their 40 tons of supplies. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, they tossed out the batteries to make room for the motorcycles. Yeah. And so they 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 started keeping time uh with the Eben civilization's time and how their days they their diurnal cycles worked. And so they actually ended up staying there for like 13 years. And they and they they stayed that long but they had stopped contact because they were in contact with the United States government up until 5 years and then all con- like all contact ceased. Oh, so they did have wormhole communication technology. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. They were they were in communication with. The, I mean, they were still using the same communication devices that, that had been used before, and but they were in communication with the United States. So they were sending messages back and forth from from Serpo to Earth. Right. So some of the details that are that are given out about the the population of Serpo, it's apparently there's only six hundred and fifty thousand of them. Oh, fucking nothing. Which is yeah, that's absolutely nothing. Um, th- this apparently could have been a result as the uh, like the even civilization was said to be about ten thousand years old, and but it actually originated on a different planet from which they were forced to leave. Uh, 5,000 years prior uh, due to uh, volcanic destruction of some sort. Um, also, the Ebens fought, a, like we mentioned before, some sort of devastating interplanetary war about three, about 2,000 years after that, so 3,000 years ago, uh, and they wiped out their enemies using particle beam weapons, and the, that war lasted apparently 100 of our years. Shit. I would assume. So, yeah, so, I mean, you could say that's why that's, that's so technically they're just like they were a space colony or really, you know, they, they left their planet and they ended up on a different planet. And then they also had a war at some point um, fighting these other things. Oh. I, I can't imagine <laughs> this. It's just funny because this whole story kind of originates where somehow two Eben ships were on planet Earth from the same civilization. It wasn't like they were the two races that were fighting each other. They're the same Ebens yeah. because they they took the bodies in the end and, and they like fucking crashed into yeah. each other and they smashed into each in other all the galaxy, dude. It's old they crashed into each other. It's old family family conflict. They both got to Earth in their own ships. Like just I came all the planets in the all the planets in the in the galaxy. You're coming to the one I came to. Fuck that. Yeah. Gives them a little fish tail. Hits the mountain. They both go down. All because of a little family conflict. But here, on this note, this is it. Th- these guys are fucking sinister. And this is another another point I'm making here. These guys are trying to take over Earth. They have particle beam weapons where they wiped out their own species almost. 
And maybe these people said it was a volcanic eruption on their old planet, but maybe they fucking blew it up because they're fighting each other. Now, they don't have enough people, and our our atmosphere or whatever is a little bit different, but their planet sucks, sounds like it. It's a desert. It's got two suns. The days are so fucking long. It's hot as balls. These guys went off. They find Earth. They set up this little fucking exchange program. Start dissecting one of us, making hybrids. They're they're infiltrating. That's what they're trying to do. They're well, trying to come to Earth, take it over. And they're probably already here. Some other theories that I had read into is that maybe they had evolved to the point where they actually had lost the ability to reproduce, uh, and it was more of like they would like basically like test tube babies, right? Yeah. So they're very interested in us because we still have the ability to reproduce, which they don't. So it, maybe it was in their interest of like, how can we do some, you know, gene splicing to be able to get to that point again where we can reproduce. And then take over their planet. Yeah. Um, the Ebens were apparently very interested in interplanetary relations because it's mentioned in the in the reports that or these information dumps that they had visitors from nine other star systems while the Galactic Twelve or Eleven at that point because the other one died. So like Galactic Eleven were on Planet Serpo, and they even made they even made a point to mention that there was the Greys uh, that like we said most people thought were from Zeta Reticuli, not the Ebens are not the Greys. Uh, the Greys are actually from a planet that's near Alpha Centauri. A. So Alpha Centauri is that's still the same system, but that's the second because there's two suns there. Is that what it is? Uh, I don't think so. I think Alpha Centauri is like a different star. They're like the the Zeta Reticuli system is a dual. It's a dual star system. Well, that's what. Yeah, usually when that says A, there's always two suns. Oh, my Alpha Centauri well, A. I don't. I know because usually the it's the sun is A. Like Alpha Centauri A is the sun. And then Alpha Centauri, like you planets, you designate them, I think, by B, C. Okay, so the Ebens, so they're not from the same system, is what you're saying. No, the Eben, like the Ebens are different from the Greys. Yeah, but I'm saying, but not, they're not, but they're both from so Zeta Reticuli star system, right? But it's different from Alpha Centauri. It's different. So Alpha Centauri, so the Zeta Reticulans are the Greys. No. No, the Ebens are from Zeta Reticuli, and the yes. Greys are from yeah. Alpha Centauri. Yes. So Betty and Barney Hill got it wrong? Apparently. Hmm. According to this. So separate species. Maybe, but maybe it's some like holy land, right, where they're both like, we're from Zeta Reticuli. Oh. No, we are. I see. Could be. So, so they are different. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, they bring all the astronauts home. They get them all here. But two... Ex yeah. To decide to stay on planet Serpo. I d why they decide to stay, I'm not 100% sure. Because it sounds like, yeah, like we said, that planet sucks. Sounds like it's shitty. Maybe they fell in love. Fell in love with the, a, a fucking Eben. Eben. We don't know what they, maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe. Why else would you want to stay? Really good <laughs> sand biking. Yeah. And paper mache. Really great food. Well, you, one of your buddies fucking died on the ride there. I'm like, mm, do I want to roll the dice and maybe die on the way home? Fuck it. I'm going to say And maybe here. And maybe they were sick, right? Because you got to think like 
you know, radiation might be affecting well, you differently. They, didn't in they talk about how advanced things. these Ebens, their their medical technology and shit like that were? Like nobody actually dies there. They just like somebody will somebody will fall ill and they do a little seance and bring them back. I don't know. You think if you had like anti-gravitic or like wormhole technology, you should have been able to master your own health. Like you'd have some, yeah, some really good medicine and healthcare. Right. And they were saying that uh, none of the, they didn't have like a society based on like currency exchange. Like we do here, all of their needs were met by like central processing centers. Like you would just go there to get whatever you wanted. You say they're fucking communists. Yeah. yeah. Space communists. <laughs> and the Americans were working with them. Oh, <laughs> this was all, this was okay. all a ploy for a space you know, communism fighting the red army. Space communism. Well, you know what? No communism in the definition, if done correctly, probably works, which it just theoretically never, on paper. Yeah. It just it never work. does because people take all the power, blah, blah, blah. But right. If it just you, never does. That's humans, but maybe these guys have got it figured out, and they're like, "No, we all. It's just you get what you want, and there's no questions asked. Like it's you need get what you need, no problem." Well, and apparently, you're like jobs are assigned to you, like, and and just no one has an issue with it. They're just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." No, I'm a fucking gardener. Today, all good. What what kind of jobs are on an all sand planet? Shitty jobs. <laughs> really shitty. Well, jobs. apparently, there it wasn't all sand. Uh, they did talk about that two of the. Two of the astronauts were kind of geologists, cross-trained biologists, and they did an entire mapping of the planet. And they talked about the different areas of uh, Serpo, and they said there were things like it was actually kind of diverse. Uh, wildlife, it doesn't sound like they talk about all that much. It, they talk a lot about like the geological features, and um, they talked about there was a... You know, they had marshlands, they had oceans, uh, they had things like that. But like the oceans didn't re weren't really as diverse as ours. They they had these kind of like uh, the only kind of wildlife that they saw in there were these kind of like eel like creatures that were similar to another species of creature that were on the land that were just like lots of snakes. Like that's why sounds like a horrible place. Lots of snakes and armadillos. That's what I read. <laughs> Two sons and, shot, and tons of snakes. They shot one of the snakes, and then they <laughs> they wanted to eat it. Like they the the astronauts asked if they could eat it, and the Ebens had to tell them no, 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 no. So I, you know, it's kind sure. of embarrassing. You know, you go to the planet, you start shooting their snakes, and like, yeah, we're gonna fucking eat it. Well, I'd be pissed if I'd be kind of pissed too if you told me I couldn't eat space snake. Like, <laughs> I come all this way. All they all have is fucking paper. You got yeah. paper. All we're eating is paper. He got this we got nice snake. Paper. We've got space snake at home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, so they come home. They so, fly yeah, they the home. remaining nine home, and they spend a year in quarantine and debriefing. Quarantine debriefing, and then they were like released into. You know, they, they got back in 1978 um, and the entire thing, the debriefing, every all the information that they got apparently was compiled into a 3000 page book. Where's and, this book? And anonymous, anonymous, request anonymous, anonymous. the person who, who dumped these in, this information onto this email forum uh, says that he has a copy of the book. He or she. Oh, I apparently has a copy of this book. Let's get it out. 
Come on. Right. Uh, you know, remember all this stuff came out pretty much in 2005 from 2005 until about 2016, I think was the last one. Um, I like how he chose really, really credible people to leak it to as well. <laughs> that, that, yeah, we'll get into that as, yeah, we we have to talk about, there's a lot of questions. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. But that's, that's pretty um, much the main, that's the pretty much the full cycle of the story of the exchange. They went for what they wanted 10 years, but ended up being in the 12 or 13 earth years. They came back, debriefed, released. They were D, what was it? Sheep dipped? <laughs> they were D-dipped. They were D-dipped. D-dipped yeah. and plugged back into the matrix. And uh, they went, and the last guy died in what? 2002, I believe. And they say- 2002. Radiation poisoning? They, they say they had shortened lives. Yes, because of radiation How exposure. So we got no information on the fucking guys that they sent here, though. Just the one. They just had that one guy. So we right? got no information on this guy. Where is this guy now? In the story, that anything I read, nothing about the, the even. Besides the one that was found at Roswell and died short, at, later. Now, see, the part of this like where I'm like, okay, where I can get on board with some of this story is that in Roswell, they found an alien alive. Because if you look at that like time frame of like the technological advancement, it's like exponential at that time. So it's like to me, I'm like, well, if if we have if something there is like, you know, like just showing like, oh yeah, yeah, look at this, look at look look how this works, like this is a microchip, this is this, this is that, and just like guiding us on how to make these things, because we do see a huge technological advancement. Not to mention that soon after this, uh, with EBE one, like. We go to the moon, right? So maybe this thing was helping us uh, and our technology like advance it. Well, that's the right? that's get, the theory about the recovered crash or recovered yeah. craft from Roswell is they reverse engineered like Teflon and fiber optics and um, fuck you name it, microchips, microchips, all like all that stuff. They reverse engineered. Well, and that's why it's taken so long is because say let's say EBE one was there helping, right? And then he dies, and like so, all his like intricate knowledge is gone with him. So now we're left, like, okay, well, there's all this other stuff and all these questions we have. So now it's just us, like, poking around trying to figure out how this stuff there's works. A bunch of half finished equations and all that stuff. Yeah. He didn't quite, didn't get it all to us because there's no way, like, even like if you say like took one of our smartest people on Earth, even if you took Elon Musk and you dropped them on an alien planet, or Dan, or Dan, you drop Dan on an alien planet. Dan knows so much, but he can't he can't reconstruct everything we do. He has he might know he might know like okay I know how an electric motor works and I know, like I know how the stuff works, but I can't reproduce it on my own. It's impossible. But he he knows it's up there, so he's telling you like yeah we have this great technology where we have these little phones, these little devices in our hands, and we can connect to anyone almost instantaneously across the planet. But I don't know how it works. Because I mean, I mean, if you like, here's the thing though. If if you were to tell like scientists that like whatever you're like this and this, you give an idea to them that they didn't know, and you're like, this is a hundred percent possible. Like we do this, so then they know like okay, well if this works, like there's only a matter of time before I can figure out how how to get something to do similar to what this guy, this little alien, saying. Yeah. Right, and because you would know, you're like, well, I'm on the right track because he's told me this shit works, and they use it. 
So now it's just a matter of time of me figuring out how of like, even if you're just tr- doing random things, like trying to get it to work. Yeah. And say like he, he kind of told us and he gave us the, like the bare minimum and it, you put like, now you put a hundred Dan's on the project after yeah. so long, maybe they do figure it out. We can reverse engineer it and figure it out. And that leads us down a whole nother path of stuff. But well, even seeing like whatever, 1965, he's like, this is a microchip. This is how it works. This is what we do with it. It's not like overnight we can be like, well, and now we're making microchips because like we need a proof of content. So it's like, you know, first we're building these gigantic things. We're like, we got it. We figured it out. We have it now. What he said, this little thing does. We've replicated that. It's huge. It's massive. It's clunky, but we've, we know it works. We can do it. Now it's just figuring out how to get it like as small. How do we get this more efficient? Yep. And start breaking it down like that. So I like, to me, I'm like, if I'm, when I'm looking at this story, I'm like, okay, well, what do I, there's stuff I like, but there's a lot of stuff I have to leave out of this story for me to be like, okay. Well, unfortunately we've never seen this 3000 page book. That seems like it would answer a lot of questions. Yeah. A lot. Like maybe like all, well, (laughs) maybe, yeah, maybe, but say he, it is everything he, this anonymous person says Fuck, that would answer. And this it. is that long before the hacker group anonymous long before. Yeah. So Not before hip hop anonymous, never. There's a lot to this story. Now, again, like I said, all the information that we have about this project Serpo comes from these information. Dumps. Leaks leaks. Yeah. Right. Uh, from this this entity or this single person who identifies himself as request anonymous, and they say that they used to be uh, they're a retired senior official from the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, and he's actually part of a group, and it's like a group of people who have decided, like I think it's like six people who have decided that they're going to like release like segment like segmentally release information about project project serpo they were going to release it bit by bit right so again nobody has ever found out who they are nobody knows who they are the information stopped coming in 2016 that was pretty much the last time that we heard from this request anonymous person was it even dropped these was it even that recent? I thought it was more like 2007 or something. No, I think 2016 was the very very was the very last one. Was it 2007? Uh, um, maybe I read it wrong. Either way, it's that we haven't heard anything for years. Yeah, sorry, 2006. Yeah, sorry, 2006 was the last time that anything has been released from that source. From that, so 2005 is the first dump from this anonymous character. 2006 is the last and that's it since like 2000 December. Yeah, here it is. December, 2006 was the last time it's been mentioned with any type of someone with any type of someone saying they had something at least. Right. I'm sure like the stories have continued on across the internet and different, like the stories continued, but there's been no like actual, like, Hey, I have this, I was this person, blah, blah, blah. That's it. Yeah, th- there hasn't been anything directly from that source, but there have been people who have said, who have like commented on these these information dumps, and they've been like, 
oh, I was the person who trained these 12 people. Like I trained them in psychological, you know, psyops and things like that. It's and you can buy my book all about it for 14.95 on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a, like yeah, it's a there's a lot of stuff that there are well, you want to say coincidences or whatever, but at least one person who had skin in the game, uh, I think it's Richard Doty. Yep. Richard Doty was one of the people. He's an author of a book that came out the same year as these information started coming out. So there has been uh, some Wasn't this the guy, suspicion. Richard Doty is the guy who was like, he's admitted that he was part of like a disinformation or hoaxing campaign to the UFO community. And he's yeah, reverse at least stance one person. On yeah. 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 Uh, the, he said that he was involved with the, uh, like the air force office of special investigations. Um, and they had gotten reports of a civilian who said he had sighted, uh, UFOs and they had actually gone and kind of manipulated him into thinking that there was an alien invasion that was imminent. And the guy actually went insane, like had to check himself into an insane <sighs> institution. I could. Yeah. So he had actually admitted to that, but he admitted to that. The Air Force never confirmed it because, I mean, why would they? Well, yeah. Well, why would you? If you did, if you're shipping off astronauts to different fucking solar system. Or, yeah. Well, if you were running like a PSYOP game on some or that, random guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, why would you admit to that? But again, so nobody has confirmed any of his story. But he also said that, you know, he had gotten a debrief. He had gone into a briefing at least once in like the 1980s, uh, late 1970s, late 19 uh, 1980s. I think it was, uh, think it was uh, 84. And it said that he was briefed on details of the exchange program between 65 and 78. But no fur further details were given. Yeah. So I, my thing is like, why would they even tell him about that? He doesn't. It's like yeah, you're not going to give him any details. Like, why would they even tell him about that? Yeah, if he's the guy who's like sense. perpetrating a little disinformation, and they told you that, it just seems like they're trying. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So there's been a lot of kind of contention about this project Serpo. Again, you've only got the one source. One. Hip hop right? anonymous. You've only got anonymous. That's it. It's hip, all you've got. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. And going off of that, nobody really can corroborate or confirm a lot of this. And the people who do say that they have information corroborate have never gone on the record, like official record, to be like, yes, this is what we, you know, I knew about this, or you know, we'll come out and actually leak some of this information or have like solid proof of what they have. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like you can go to serpo.org or whatever. And it's like the list of everything. The guy who ran the website has actually stepped down from doing from investigating any of the claims of project Serpo. I think he's working on a different project now called project Camelot, which is more about disclosure than anything. Uh, UFO just, you know, just disclosure and getting people to be able to report stuff and, and uh, getting all that kind of stuff together. But it, like Serpo almost seems like it's it's like a dead thing. Like there's well, yeah, no it's, more information it's been about 14 it. Fourteen years no. since any well, let's claimed anyone claimed anything about it. Let's get into a like a glaring issue that we all have with this is that this story 
very closely resembles the plot of Close Encounters of a Third Kind. <laughs> and that movie was released, what, 90... 1977. Oh, it was that long ago, Close Encounters? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was right after Jaws. I was like, I was about to say, like, 91? It was the second movie. It was the second movie. What, what was his first you... movie? Duel? Jaws. 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 Didn't he do Duel, too? Isn't that his first he, movie? No, that's Steve, That's a Stephen King movie. Oh, Stephen King. Hmm. Stevens, um, you know? Yeah. Lump Steph- them all together. All the same. <laughs> but it's... When, when this is brought up, when reference to Serpo, a lot of people say, well, that's because Steven Spielberg was leaked information. And I'm like, well, there Why? is no... Basis Why? for that at all? Why would he be? Why leaked? would he be leaked information? About fucking people. And and all this, there's like there's a lot of stuff that lines up with just the Steven Spielberg thing because from that movie you have the the tonal language, right? The like you have that whole thing that they communicate through just using tones and and uh, melodies and things like that, and then you also have. In the movie, they had twelve astronauts. If you count them, like there's twelve astronauts in that that they were going to send on their exchange program, right? Plus Richard Dreyfus. So, you know, all this stuff just sounds like to me, it just sounds like a fan fiction sequel to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It's pretty fucking good, though. It's a great plot of a yeah, movie. I'm into it. Like I'm it's a good it. fucking movie. Well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, it was a good movie. So how how did the story pick up so much traction if that's such a glaring connection? It's because of who he fucking leaked it to. Internet. Yeah. Email dumps. Yeah. And like, yeah, just a lot of people in the UFO community. A bunch of fucking they, people like, with agendas trying to fucking make a little money. Yeah, but did anyone make any money off this Project Serpo dump? Like, really? Uh, they, they got the publicity from did. it, though. Who did? The D- Richard Doty, because he wrote the book. He wrote that book that came out the same year. Yeah, but I thought I thought about that was the just same a part thing. of it, though. He, it's not all about Project Serpo. Yeah, but it just like it was, you know. Some people have, you know, theorized that this was a viral marketing campaign, like mm. 2005. You know, was, people were starting to get into kind of the whole viral marketing thing, and they were thinking this is a way to get people to buy books. Well. It wasn't all about, yeah, it wasn't all about Project Serpo, but it was a lot about, like, you know, secret government projects that had to do with extraterrestrials. So it's, like, it's right in there. Like, if you wanted to put that stuff in there. Because if you go through those dumps, like, those information dumps, there may be, like, two pages each, something like that. Maybe, maybe like, one or two pages each. So it's, like, maybe a couple pages. So even if the book isn't all about Project Serpo, you'd probably have at least a chapter about it. And if it's in there, people would buy that book. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, no, no, again, nothing can be corroborated. Nothing can be verified. There's no physical evidence whatsoever of any of this happening. And there's just a lot of questions to be like, okay, so you so you had to find 12 people who were orphans. There's also two women, 11 men, all referred to each other. They were training for 10 years for this this almost what was it like yeah they were training like for like 20 10 years they had to get degrees in biology you know uh, geology physics 
uh, you know, everything, they, medical degrees, because they had to have doctors with they, one of them, at least two of them had to be doctors or stuff like that. And you're telling me that none of this stuff leaked out before 2005. You know, and, you know, and there us. are people who claim like, oh, I trained these people like they only referred to themselves by numbers. I'm like, do you know how long it would take to just like erase your own name and not answer to another name? Like I'm going to be referred to as 103 from now on. Like you could be you could be vigilant, but you're always I think if someone says your name, you're going to give a little. Yeah. You think Lance Kincaid is going to answer to anything but Lance Kincaid? <laughs> not a fucking chance. No chance. <laughs> not a chance. You probably say if you say Lance, he like whips his head and waits. Like Kincaid, he's continue. Like, yeah. Finish it. <laughs> so yeah, there's just a lot of questions. Again, like there's been a lot of comments on the actual thing, like the actual story. Uh, like people have dived real deep into the physics and things like that. And the people, what I find weird is the people who like support it and the people who want to believe it as true and take this as. Uh, you know, as gospel or whatever, um, they all say, well, you can't get mixed up in the details. I'm like, no, uh, for me, details I'm like, no, seem you absolutely can get mixed up in the details. Details are important. <laughs> when, so, you're, when you're trying to prove something like this, details are important. Yeah. And there's just a whole bunch of questions. You're just like, there's no way that these people would just be around for 10 years. Even if you erase them, like they're just, what are they doing for 10 years? Like they got to eat, they got to go places. Like they just hang around with each other for 10 years. People would see them. People would, you know, if they had to train them or they needed to, you know, there'd be their teachers, their instructors, everybody would know. They something. were all taken out, Dan. All the teachers, <laughs> everyone who had anything to do with these 12 gone. Oh, yeah. All, all MIA. Yeah. It, it makes more like how like for me to believe any of this, there's so many like inconsistencies with the story that I have to like, I have to like pull a lot of the stuff out for me to be like, okay, I could kind of get on board with this. But at that point I've edited the story myself so much that I'm like, well, this isn't even You're making your own story. story. I'm making, lo- <laughs> I'm making loose connections with other like cases we've talked about and other conspiracies in order for me to like this one. And I'm like, it just, it just, there's too many inconsistencies. Right. And apparently the story has sense. changed. The story, the story has changed over the years. There's been corrections. There's been revisions. There's things like that. It just, it's, it's not, it hasn't been totally consistent. So you have bits and pieces, people adding things, people taking things out. It's usually, know, what hap- usually what happens when a story's fake. <laughs> well, the only thing that, I like as someone who I like I love the idea of aliens have been here or they're coming here or they've been coming here for a long time is like what what's that book uh day after Roswell the general who claimed to be in charge of keeping like the recovered craft and the non-biological entity a secret fuck what was his name uh general Corso so like there's it's not like that part of the story has more to it not so much the exchange, but like the recovered, the recovering of the craft and the bodies and the reverse engineering of of technology has got more, like way more that you could try and dig into. But as far as the exchange program, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see the exchange program unless it was that well done. 
It's so well done. The greatest conspiracy, the greatest cover-up that there is actually no trail. You know, you know what would make more sense? Okay, even even this would make more sense to me in this context of the stories that, okay, whatever. So let's go with it and say we find EBE1. He helps us. He dies. We are messaging. We think we're going to do some sort of exchange, and that's it. We never hear from them. They never come, and that's it. And that's where that story ends. As soon as you go, well, no, we sent 12 people with Jeeps and guns, and they went. I'm like... And they came back. Just And they came back. And they and, got back into society. You know, and I'm like, where's the fucking technology? Like, what, they brought nothing back? Maybe, like, maybe they, not they brought it back. We are not reaping any benefit from that 13-year trip. That's where we got the cell phones. That's where cell phones came back. They brought us back the Nokia. Nokia, the big fucking block. Yeah. Hello? Indestructible. Yeah. We've actually gone backwards. <laughs> yeah. But like the building blocks. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? Or I could get on board with that because I was going to say like the building blocks of that technology were already in the works. So it's like these people come back and they're like, yeah, we got to tweak this a little bit. Like this is how this works. We now understand this a little better. But we had an EBE one. We hadn't even here. So that doesn't make sense. Because we had an exchange program, so they would have helped us. We would have advanced way faster. <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe it's all true. Yeah, done. But yeah, there's just there's just so many questions and so many little like blank spots, especially when they're like, okay, so he was only releasing stuff for a year when he had a three thousand page, you know, debrief from these guys, which pretty much encompass you know that's a encompassed all of their entire journey. 13 years on that planet and the only thing he's released is only like these little bit like you could read you'd be reading through that thing forever 3,000 pages is crazy. so that's huge yeah, that's, that's fuck that's a fucking tome like this thick man like yeah it's I don't it, there, there's so many things about like how did they survive on the planet how are you going to be like what what did the Ebens really look like like how did they evolve on how did they like stay alive on that planet because it was like okay if it was so the 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 light was so bright people said like their eye like they had large eyes or they're described having large eyes why would they have large eyes when they live on a planet that's like they've lived on a planet for like ten thousand years or you know and it's like their eyes haven't got any smaller or they don't wear sunglasses or what but that's the thing there's not really good description of the ebens like really no at all they're not. Then you, they're not the grays. Met, uh, yeah, but they're similar. That's all you yeah. really got. And you met, you met creatures from nine other star systems. And there's not a bunch of more details about that. Like there's some. There's. A, I mean, there's at least one description of a a race that was like not. That was like a hybrid race, both mechanical, like it was robotic and biological. Probably like the Borg or something. I guess I don't know. Mm. But, um. Yeah, there's just like so many things. You're just like, how, you know, how did you communicate with the, yeah, how did the communication work? You know, if you're sending a message, because the message isn't going to go through the wormholes. No. Like how you, like, I, well, I don't know. Maybe if you had like some sort of like. No, it's like a subspace tweet or like oh, something like beyond this. space. Okay. I mean, you'd have to have like some sort of like part. transmission device, like between the wormholes, like on each side. When they got there, one of the parts I read is one of the like the lady. Ebens just took a real knacking to English right away and she would help translate. And I was like, 
He's, what do you mean? I was like, what? You translate? I was like, you've been talking with these things for for so long. Like, what do you mean you translate? And then they're like, oh, and then we got a like a device that would translate for us. And I'm like, like what? Google Translate. Well, why wouldn't we get this? Why wouldn't we get? Why didn't you get that device right away? Why would you have to have this awkward like? build up of like learning the language it would be way more efficient for her just to be like here's this device it was all part of their plan it was all part of their plan (laughs) what plan that's what i mean anyways okay let's uh, let's wrap up the main topic here let's wrap up serpo here serpo it's a great movie (laughs) yeah oh yeah it's a great 1970s pacino real on top of Serpico. his game. Serpico. Serpico. Oh. And it Finally, we're going to talk I about think... Pacino now? Now, okay. I'm waiting. This Part is all I have to do my research on. Part two. <laughs> okay, think... so Frank Serpico, 1973, New York City. All right, here. I know how to fix this. I know how to fix this right now before it's too late. Okay. Just to get rid of him. <sighs> <laughs> I think... Uh, Should have done that about 100 podcasts I think it's one of those things <laughs> where... Yeah, it is. It's a it's a really good story, and it's one of those ones I think. Had we not been doing this podcast, and someone been like, "You ever heard of Project Serpo?" and I watched like a YouTube video, I would have been like, "Oh, oh shit, that's, that's crazy!" But now that I've looked into the like so many other cases that this kind of touches on, I'm like, "Well, this doesn't even add up to these other stories that have way more information about them." Like it, you would have to like you would have to like ignore other things to for this to even make sense i'm like it just doesn't i was like this is the one thing i'm like because we've done all the research and other stuff it just made me way more skeptical like if we brought mr conspiracy in tonight he'd be like this is unbelievable why doesn't everyone know about this it's wild what a time to be alive because it's all disinformation brayden it's all disinformation i don't buy it anyways that's my final (laughs) thought on serpo fun topic no sources. Fun, fun sci-fi story. Yeah, uh, great sci-fi. Watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You'll see what we're talking about. Great sci-fi. <laughs> Which is actually not that great a movie. I watched it. I don't it's, think it holds up. It doesn't. It doesn't I don't think. I don't think. Probably, well. I haven't seen it in a long time. I. It probably does not hold up. Yeah, Richard Dreyfuss is, is an asshole in that movie. Oh, but you know who we should get on the show is Melinda Dillon. Melinda Dillon was starred in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And uh, she's the mo- she also played the mom in a Christmas story. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Oh yeah. Mm. And she was also in Harry and the Hendersons. Oh. So she has experience with both alien extraterrestrials and Bigfoot. and Bigfoot. Bigfoot is an alien. Connection. Prove us wrong. She knows. Right, what do we got to do? Knows what do truth. we got to do at the end of the show here? What do we got? What do we got? Okay, that's the right of the week. Well, you don't want to do a little. Nope. Uh, fine. Not going to say it. <laughs> not in it. He's not in it. He's not in it. He's not in it. He's not it. It was nothing to do with it. He hates it. Space news. No space news. <laughs> space Grumpy news over. Space news. No I auroras. No news. auroras. No stars. No asteroids. So let's do a couple. No eclipses. Everything's bullshit. No supermoons. We'll do a couple. Grumpy we'll do a quick one. We'll do a quick news. one here. 
an Earth-sized planet in the habitable zone? Question mark. A habitable new, zone. Earth. New discovery is one special world. T zero one seven zero zero D is the newest member of that elite club, a planet that we observe with our Kepler telescope, where we oh, can trans. What's that? Transiting exoplanet survey satellite. Ah, oh, that's it's not it's not Kepler on this one. Nope. Kepler has done other ones, but this one is the transiting exoplanet survey satellite tests. Yeah, I guess so credit where credit's Is this due. a whole new world? A whole, whole new world. world. A new fantastic point, of, point view. of view. Anyways, <laughs> of all the planets identified so far that could be in a habitable zone, this one seems to be about the same size as Earth and seems to be in the perfect orbit. Mm-hmm. For Circling a red dwarf star. For a and not just a red dwarf, a a steady non like volatile sun. So sometimes people think when they, we find a planet, the sun might be too volatile, and the Earth the planet might be a little too close, and it gets uh, sterilized by massive solar ejections. But this one seems to be pretty stable. And I didn't read. Did it say how far it was away? How, what did they say an estimate? I don't think I read that part. Uh, I think we had exactly, it's a long fucking yeah. way. It's probably, yeah, you know, it's probably not, a ways away. <laughs> we're not getting there anytime soon. No. Uh, it's, it is cool though. I know people are like, well, you can't, you always guys always cite NASA and blah, blah, blah. Well, no one else has got, no, no one else has got the fucking says giant space telescopes. No, no <laughs> just, it's a, like, there's no other way to build them. You, you can't, I guess, uh, I guess there's some amateur ones, but there's nothing big enough to be able to see other stars, like other planets. Uh, transiting in front of suns, we just right. we just can't do it. Like you can see stuff in yeah. our solar system or like big nebulas and stuff with amateur telescopes, but mm-hmm. the only guy only guys with the big telescopes are yeah. is the big company NASA. And a lot of people say like never a straight answer. Big NASA, and, and that can be true. I think I have like I've re- I've seen some interviews and stuff of people actually maybe doctoring images and stuff from NASA, but doesn't mean that everything they put out is just absolute bullshit. Quick, oh. This just reminds me, real quick, just real quick. So I'm playing a show at Apex in Penticton, BC. We finish a show Saturday night. And this guy's looking at me weird. He's looking at me. He's kind of giving me that eye like he knows who I am. And he comes up to me. He goes, I know you. I was like, oh, yeah, well, like we, we play a lot like around like the area. Like He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. You're the guy from a couple of monkeys, right? This <laughs> <laughs> guy's about 240 pounds, bald. No. Was not Victor Wiens. <laughs> he's looking at me, and he's like, "No, no, no, not from the band, not from the band." He's like, "You do a podcast?" I went, "Oh yeah, like yeah, it's called the Alien Theorist Theorize." Like, yeah, I was a guest on your show, and then immediately I clicked. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh my God, do you have a neck tattoo? <laughs> Is the flat Earth guy the first one? Oh no! <laughs> Wasn't the neck tattoo guy though? It was the it was the younger guy at that time, but now he had like a big beard. I didn't really recognize him. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, I like, cause we were all partying after the show. I was like, oh, everyone, this guy's like the first guy we ever interviewed. He's like, he's like oh, he believes in the flat of the earth. Like, he's a, he's a character. Does he still believe? Oh, man. He got really upset when I said, hey, man, you still into like the flat earth hub and stuff? He's like, what do you mean? Like, well, like, are you still like, are you still like fighting the fight? He's like, more than ever, man. More than ever. <laughs> I am the fight. And I went, <laughs> oh, like any new developments? Like, have you found anything? He's like, I've found the truth. I was like, oh, he's like, but you're not ready to hear it. 
<laughs> and he was dead serious. Oh, they're trying oh, to hide God. Man. And then I was with people it. who never really, like, they've never been into like, consp- never really heard about it before. They're like, what do you mean flat earth? Like, tell me one thing about the flat earth. He's like, did the same old classic flat earth thing. I can't tell you anything about the flat earth until you research it for yourself. And I was like, all right, guys, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Party's <laughs> over. <laughs> Let's walk real fast and kind of do some dip dodges out the way here so he doesn't follow us. <laughs> Seemed like a nice guy. He just, uh, he's full, full send. Anyways, I had, to go, I had to tell that story. He was trying to weasel his way back on I think, for a second. I, yeah, minutes. I think he wanted to come back on to tell us the truth, that he found God and oh, fuck's whatever sakes. That was the worst. Anyways, Dan, you want to tell us about some uh, space cookies? Space cookies! Yeah. Yes, the first space cookie, uh, cookies ever baked in space will be returned to Earth very soon. Were they baked right. with THC? A little weed, no. little wood, weed cookie? <laughs> No, they're actually booked from. They were uh, baked from cookie dough that was donated by the DoubleTree uh, restaurant by the Hilton hotel rest, uh, hotel chain, I believe. Oh, um, they actually sent up a special oven into space that was designed to work in zero g. So they had these. They had to, you know, when they put the cookies inside, you had to cook them one at a time, and. I thought space cookies would be not that cool, but then I started thinking about it and it's like, how does a cookie bake? Like, what does a cookie look like when you bake it in zero G? Because it's not like, it's not rising from the bottom. It's a big ball or what? Yeah. I don't know. They have a picture. They posted a picture on, on Twitter and it looks like, yeah, it looks like a little. Oh, I see it. It's like a, it kind of looks like a, just a weird shaped brownie blob. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a little blob. So it's like these, I know they're little ball cookies and it's like well how do they come you know now there's all these questions about it it's like well you know is it soft is it like baked all the way through like how what what is you know so it's they're coming down um and somebody's gonna get those cookies i wonder if they could be auctioned off or something like that but they didn't say in the article about what's gonna happen to them oh they're gonna they're gonna be analyzed for chemical composition blah 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 or whatever Whatever. I mean, if they're chock full of space radiation or something, probably, maybe. <laughs> this is how you get superpowers, Dan. You got you have to eat stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, we got to get those cookies and get superpowers. Get superpowers. What's a better way how to get superpowers? Cookie from space cookies. Made, let's be honest. <laughs> you can, uh, you can get, uh, awesome. like, you can get. Um, 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 I don't know how to do it again. Um, I Cookie Monster. Keep those eyes on the skies. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. see nothing but rage. <laughs> oh, fuck. You guys know all my buttons and just love pushing them. Let the hate <laughs> flow through you. Let the hate flow through yes. you. Yes. That's all I have. I got nothing. All right, I'll read some quick patrons. We'll give a theory of the week. We'll give you a little music. And let's get the fuck out of here because it started late. It's been a shit show. It's so cold outside. It's freezing. It's ridiculous here. Like in Kelowna, where we're from, it doesn't usually get this cold. Yeah, I'm going to go start my car while you're doing the fucking Patreon. Minus 25 <laughs> is beyond cold for where we're from. And uh, Bill's character. It fucking sucks. Anyways, new Patreon supporters Seneca, Kim V, Frankie, George Garcia, Ray Garza, Iced Inc. I'm not sure. I think it might be a tattoo artist. I'm not sure. Cool. Verity Gowans, Clark Robinson, Gabe Pryor, 
Amanda Dobb, Chase, Lovelace. When did we record the last show? Was it the 6th? Well, I'll do a couple more. Thomas Kellum and, oh yeah, I remember this, Farmer Phil, 80. Newest Patreon supporters, thank you very much for supporting the show. Uh, we've been doing actually pretty good with some extra bonus releases and more to come. So if you haven't, if you cons- want to cons- check it out for a month, uh, help us out. We appreciate it. And this week's Theorite of the Week, just because he is number 420, <laughs> I'm going to smoke a big fat bowl for this man. Uh, 420 plays it. George Garcia. Theorite of the week for being number 420 Patreon supporter. That guy, George. Nintendo 420. Right? Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yes, yes no. Dan. Nintendo 420. What the fuck is Nintendo 420? Nintendo, Nintendo 420. Has nothing to do with any type of substance. Oh. Wait, let's get a quick... Okay. Braden, let's get a quick fucking zoom in. Of, this is Braden's... Grumpy cat. This is Braden's <laughs> frown face. exactly like grumpy cat. Fuck. This is Braden after a long, stressful day. Just fucking... Yeah, if you're not watching the if you're not watching the live stream, just like put up a picture of Grumpy Cat, and that's exactly right like Grumpy Cat. <laughs> speaking of live, yeah. speaking of live stream, if you don't know, we are streaming the show live on YouTube every Monday around seven thirty Pacific. Tonight was a little late. Around is the keyword. It's ish, okay? Yeah. The stream says starting soon ish, so it starts when it starts. <laughs> Usually before eight. It's before eight. It's around seven thirty. You never know. Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> At least Monday we're always on Mondays. Evenings. Or you can watch them after they release, but yeah. either way. All right. Uh, I got to give my band of the week to Will Kaikovin. He's one of our top tier supporters. His band is called The Rowdy Neighbors, and it's got a nice uh, nice punk rock, rock vibe to it, I'd say. Oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait. And the song's called I Got Dacked. Played at the end here. Brayden, do you want to sulk your way off this one or what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess so, if you, if I have to. <laughs> uh, again, congratulations to Travis Wiggs for uh, being this month's Meat Draw winner. Some stuff coming your way. I'll get in contact with you shortly. And for the rest of you, good luck next month. And as we always say, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace. Peace. <laughs>